You're listening to the Church of Christ podcast. My name is Levi Christ. I am an artist, an actor, and spiritual practitioner. And this season, I am turning the lyric into the lesson. The song is the sermon. I'm going to pick a song of mine, do a deep dive, and come out with a practical spiritual principle that I believe will help you get tangible results on your way to radical self-improvement. Hey, you bless me for being here, and I'm going to do my best to bless you back. Let's feel good right here, right now. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Church of Christ podcast, episode 14 of season two. How are, how is, how is this going so fast? I mean, seriously, we're almost halfway through season two. Hey, I've loved this format and I really appreciate that you guys have loved it too. And I really would love for you to express that on Apple podcast reviews. Um, If you could just please take 30 seconds, tap five stars and drop a few words, letting me know what you think about the podcast. It does so much for the visibility of the podcast. It actually suggests the podcast to more people and then the audience grows and then my music audience grows. And it's just a wonderful little domino effect. All the power is within your hands. Please will that power in my direction giving a review. I've created an incentive as well, a perk, if you will. If you do do a review, I would encourage you to share it on Facebook and Instagram and tag me at Levi Christ, or you can email the review, a snapshot of the review to Levi at LeviChrist.com. Either way, you will automatically be entered to win a prize package valuing over $200. I'm going to do that drawing in December after the music season is over. I'll do it on Facebook Live, and I just might draw your name, and you just might be the one to get the fresh fresh, fresh things, fresh things, fresh new things. All the fresh new things will be in your powerful hands because you gave that review. Yes, 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 yes. Hey, four days away from the virtual concert series, The Making of Imagine Paradise. As you know, I'm not just doing this the album in its entirety. I'm doing songs that were omitted from the final print. I am including studio footage, rehearsal footage, music video that uh, a lot of people haven't seen. I, re- I released this particular music video for so much better, like for a minute, and then I didn't like it, and I pulled it, and I just hasn't really been living online anywhere, but it's going to be there four days away, Sunday, 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can get your tickets at levichrist.com slash ticks. Uh, I would hope that today's episode would help you take back your boogie. Because we're going to talk about taking back my boogie. I wrote this for my friend Jorge. Uh, Shout out, Jorge. Love you, buddy. And I love all of the work that you've been doing out there to uh, familiarize yourself with religious science and new thought and metaphysics and law of attraction and and working on uh, taking authority and ownership of your own mindset. Uh, You are such a natural student of just requiring a better high value experience of your life. And I love watching your journey and I appreciate you. I know there are many of you out there that could say that about. And uh, so shout out to all of you. And today we're going to talk about the song I wrote uh, for Jorge called Taking Back My Boogie. My Boogie. Now, I kind of like this because it allows me to just talk about love for a little bit. And I kind of start this conversation by going back to Miss Tanya Tucker. You know, 
I've always loved Miss Tanya Tucker, and uh, she had a little song called "If It Don't Come Easy, You Better Let It Go." Cause if it don't come easy, there's no natural flow. Natural flow, y'all. Don't make it hard on your heart. Or you might be better off alone if it don't come easy. You see where I'm going with this? Okay. So uh, why am I not surprised you're working late again? Do you know how long I've been waiting for your love? Uh, the, the song, the lyrics start of Take It Back My Boogie with this situation where the guy's never available. And basically it's just, you know, you're going to leave me hanging. Everything's complicated. Everything's difficult. And now is the time I realize that life and certainly love should be grace and ease. Grace and ease. Take a breath for a moment. I'm going to take a breath and open my heart to you because you know what? I just got the impression intuitively that there is someone listening to this right now that the idea of having a relationship that isn't hard work has literally never occurred to you because that's all that you've known. And I'm here to tell you that even as we talk about the grace and ease of the universe every week on this podcast, and we talk about how the universe is fundamentally supportive. And uh, last week talking about the law of least effort as it pertains to the song so much better and how moving our ship downstream is, uh, is an experience that, um, that allows even a greater degree of good to come into our life just the same a lot of us seem to um, to be in a loop of attracting that upstream experience when it comes to love. Now, here's a really great point to start the conversation with. The content of our life depends on the context of our life. The content of our life is usually informed by the context of our life, meaning what we are attracting into our life is generally informed by the baggage we got from the past, to put it you know, in basic terms, our belief systems are handed down to us by those who have influenced us most in our life. But it doesn't necessarily mean they're great beliefs. Our thoughts about things, our feelings about things are handed down to us by authority figures or experiences that we had early on. And we thought from that experience that maybe it would always be that way. And so we continue to attract the same thing because our beliefs are saying that they can't be any other way. <laughs> we have this reaction in our body to things, to circumstances, to situations, to exchanges that we have with certain people, um, because it's become a part of our, our language from the past, rather than doing the work from the bottom up to set intentions and thoughts and beliefs and feelings and physical reactions in our body anew that are in alignment with what we desire. So that's the thick of that's the thickness of the work there, right? That's why you 
whoever I'm feeling on the other end of this podcast. That's, that's why you and I as well can relate because I, I always seemed to attract abusive boyfriends up until recently with my new husband. So uh, it's like if when, when it's sort of all, you know, because it's the con it's been the context of your life, you cannot create new content in your life. You can't create new content in your life if you're always operating from old context. So we've got to change right here and right now what we're creating. And what do we anchor that into? Well, we anchor it into spiritual principle. We anchor it into who we actually are. We anchor it into the truth that we are a microcosm of the macrocosm, a creative entity, and we get to anchor a new belief or a new thought or a new feeling on the infinite potential of the universe. And whether we need to get up and remind ourselves of that every day in meditation and affirmations or envisioning certain circumstances that literally change our body feeling and our body feels it and gets a vibration going of gratitude, whatever we do to get there, it's important that we get there because until we can get there, we're probably going to be attracting that residual old contextual junk that, that isn't making us happy, you know? And so I love Take It Back My Booby Geek because this is the moment that that person decides, wait a minute, this does not have to be my reality. Like I can actually let this kind of, it's not just the guy, it's the circumstance. It's like, you know, that's the, that's the key point about Take It Back My Boogie. It's not just a song about a person that's never available and always complicated and not now for there and never realizing the, uh, never acknowledging the, 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 the awesomeness of who you are. It's about a perpetual attracting of the same guy over and over again, but with a different name, <laughs> you know, relationships are funny that way, man. It's like, I remember when I first started, um, when I got my divorce after attracting the same person over and over again, um, yeah, it was, um, I had to get real intentional of what I was going to create. So I took a notebook and I wrote down all the, with as much specificity as possible, exactly what I wanted. And I looked at it after I was done and I said, okay, if that's what I want, then the only way for me to attract that is to become that. Ooh, see, that's the part that we don't talk about in dating and relationships, right? We don't talk about in order for us to attract that which we want, we have to be that person. We can't say I want like a high value male who has a great job, who's fully responsible for his own actions, who thinks about his partner and is nurturing and this and this and this, if that's not who we are. We can only attract that which we are a vibrational match to. So when I was looking at my list, I knew that it was imperative at that point. And at that point, I was, had already been like maybe a few months into sobriety. I was starting to really sort of, uh, I had a daily spiritual meditation. I had a daily meditation practice. I was doing the work. So I was ready to look at that list and not only ask the universe for this kind of man, but to ask the universe to help me be that man. So that was number one. Um, we really do attract that which we are equal to so that when you sit down and you do your own list of like, who do I want? Well, you have to be personally accountable for who you are and you have to be a vibrational match to that which you're creating. So if you want this high value male, 
um, or high value female, um, you got it. You got to be the vibrational equivalent of it yourself. All the work starts with you on you, right? Super, 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 super important. Um, but I do like these part of the lyrics uh, to take number point two of taking back my boogie. So, so we've already kind of got some really great stuff in this conversation. We're talking about um, the content of our life uh, and and creating it from old context and how we want to create a new and how we want a vision of the future very succinctly written down and we want to be a vibrational match to that future vision uh and we want to continue to affirm that we are supported by an infinite universe that says yes to that so we want to live in that vibration this is good stuff now i want to look at the second verse lyrics because it says there is so much love around who said that it had to come from you? <laughs> Nothing's holding me down. I'm going to live while I'm alive. Okay, so this is important. Because if you are in the situation, whoever you are that I'm f- feeling, um, again, I'm going to go back to the vibration that you're putting out. It would be so easy for us to see the temporary snapshot of our life via this circumstance and just be in a perpetual loop of, loop of disappointment and getting down about it. But you have to be responsible for your own mindset. And that's exactly what this lyric is suggesting, that there is so much love to be had. This universe is at its very core, is, is the divine expression of love. There is no lack of love. It does not have to come from this person that you are expecting it from, and you can't draw water from a dry well. So if it ain't there, move on. Like, don't be held down. Don't get caught in this perpetual uh, loop of attachment because... There's no lack in love. It's everywhere. And it's true. This lyric, the second part of the second verse, love, ha- it happens naturally. I'm talking about love there. Love happens naturally. Love never was a complicated thing. Like love in and of itself. It doesn't mean that we do not get the opportunity to flex our relationship muscles and learn skills, but even learning skills when we run up against something that's kind of complicated, it doesn't mean that it, or it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, uh, frustrating, right? Just the, the, the act of learning relationship skills and implementing them, uh, whether it's everything from patience to boundary, um, as long as we see that overall this relationship is grace and ease and it's high value for us and it's worthy of the work, awesome. But that's why I said in this next line, if it's not grace and ease, then I just won't be your fool. I won't be your fool. I got better things to do. Um, me and my girlfriend, Angie, say this all the time about grace and ease. Grace and ease, grace and ease. If we could talk about anything in life, and if it's feeling a little unnecessary, if, if, the, if the value of what we're creating does not significantly outweigh the challenge, it ain't grace and ease. Sorry, Abraham Hicks, put your boat downstream. The universe is supportive of you. There is no reason for us to be swimming upstream for anything. 
And I have to say, in conclusion, this has absolutely demonstrated in my life. I could not tell you how how complicated and frustrating and painful and abusive all of my relationships prior to this current one were. They just weren't good relationships at all. They were not good. And then when I decided I didn't need a partner, but I wanted to define that, but I wanted to define it to become it, and then I attract it. And here I am working on 12 years with someone, and um, it has been easy. It's been grace and ease. That doesn't mean that there hasn't been an adjustment. Obviously, um, my husband is a very different human being than I am. And uh, I think I said in an earlier podcast how beneficial it was to do in detail his astrological chart. It's sort of like being able to understand the cosmological imprint of this incredibly beautiful creature. And then you have this in like really easy understanding of how this creature behaves. And then all of a sudden, all the expectations you have placed on this person, your partner, for instance, uh, in my case, my husband, like all those expectations go away because you now understand in what areas of their life, what planetary influences are working and what this in conjunction to this. And then all of a sudden the picture becomes so abundantly clear that you're celebrating your differences with this person. You're saying, oh my God, you are like a work of art. How awesome. That's so different from me. Um, And I'm okay with it, (laughs) you know, but generally speaking, grace and ease is the order of the day, y'all. And a Tanya Tucker probably had it right. If it don't come easy, let it go. If it don't come easy, there ain't a natural flow. So don't make it hard on your heart. You might be better off alone. (laughs) Wisdom from a good old country song. But I love that about Taking Back My Boogie. I'm going to go ahead and play Taking Back My Boogie for you right now. Remember, I'm going to do a very short three-song Sunday with one song on Sunday because we got the virtual concert coming up. So at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the virtual concert, The Making of Imagine Paradise, is going to be streaming exclusively at LeviChrist.com. You can go to LeviChrist.com slash ticks for tickets. That's T-I-X. And remember, paradise is always, is so yours to the degree that you can imagine it. So imagine big, imagine paradise. And I I love you guys. Um, I'll, I'll talk to you next week. All right. Take care of yourself.
So this is what I gotta do. I gotta be moving on. 